Good morning. Welcome to Calvary Church. We're so glad that you're able to be with us this morning. This past week on Monday night, uh, I found myself having one of those nights, maybe you have had them as well, where I go to bed at whatever time, 11 I think, and then midnight, 1, still tossing and turning and just got tons of thoughts running through my head about stuff going on in my life, stuff going on in the world, and the more I think about all the stuff going on, the more I keep thinking. And then I start thinking about all the stuff I gotta do the next day and the fact that I need more sleep. (laughs) And sleep's not happening because I'm thinking about all this stuff and then you try to think about how to stop yourself from thinking about all this stuff, which was not effective at all. But while I was in the middle of that, uh, the Lord sort of reminded me of the passage that I was studying that day for this morning. And it's from Revelation 4, and it's a picture of the throne of heaven. And I spent time just kind of thinking about the stuff in that passage. And the things of earth grew strangely dim and I was thinking about heaven and there was a peace that went with that. And right before I sort of drifted off to sleep, uh, I was reminded once again how amazing God is and even the details of how he schedules things. This sermon series got laid out a long time ago and I didn't think, well, I wonder what the sermon after the election would be. Uh, But then I was reminded, this week most of us have spent a lot of time thinking about things on this earth. And the passage the Lord has for us today is supposed to take our focus off of things of the earth and put them on things above and things of heaven. And so we're going to do our service a little differently this morning. We're going to be in Revelation chapter 4. And I'm going to be sharing a devotional about what heaven uh, and and helping us to try to visualize what Jesus gave for us to visualize. But we're going to kind of sing and talk our way through the passage uh, during the morning. And the goal is that whatever you came in here thinking about, and there was lots of stuff this week, election week, all that stuff going on. Lots of news, media, all sorts of stuff to be thinking about. You may have stuff going on in family or jobs or whatever it may be. The goal this morning is to let Revelation 4 do what it's designed to do, which is to help us take our focus off of the things of the earth and put them on the things of heaven. So I'd actually like you to begin by inviting you to take a Bible and turn, if you will, to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation 4, it's page 993 in the church Bibles. And for our scripture reading this morning, we have a video from two of our Jerusalem Project partners from England, James and Emma Leverton. Uh, They're at a a church called Trinity Church in Oxford, England, and we partner with that church uh, trying to see the gospel spread through the whole world. And we asked James and Emma if they would join us by video and read for us our scripture passage from Revelation 4. 
Good morning, Calvary Church. We're James and Emma Leverton from Trinity Church, Oxford, which is a Jerusalem Project partner church. This morning, we're going to be reading Revelation 4. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once, I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the centre, round the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honour and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Our passage begins. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. With the door to heaven open, let's pray and ask that God would allow us to come and join him in his throne room. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that today we can gather together in this place, that we can be, although we're on earth, transported to heaven. God, I praise you that regardless of what happens or happened this week or will happen this next week, God, that we can set our minds on things above who are we, Lord, that you should invite us into your house? Who are we that we should be allowed a glimpse of heaven? God, I pray this morning for all who are gathered here in this place. Thank you for the sacrifice that they've made to be here. Lord, thank you by their presence we are able to be your church. And because we are your church, <clears throat> through your spirit, Jesus, you are present in our midst. Lord, I pray for those who are not able to be here today. God, I pray that you would comfort their hearts. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that your spirit would be present with them. Lord, I want to be so bold as to pray for those who should be here but aren't. I pray that you would forgive them. Lord, I pray that you would have mercy on them. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to draw them back to yourself. I pray for those 
not just at Calvary Church, but in churches around the world for James and Emma, for Trinity Church in Oxford. God, churches all over the world facing the same struggles and issues. Lord, I pray that today, all over the world, people would be willing to gather together regardless of the cost so that they might worship your name. Lord, may we be an example. Lord, may you allow what happens here to draw all people to yourself, Jesus. We pray uh, as we go through this passage, Lord, that you would open our minds, that you would allow us to see visually things that we would not be able to see otherwise, that you would give us an image of what it is that is happening even in heaven at this moment. And God, you have invited us into your throne room. Explain to us what it is that we're, explain to us what it is we are seeing and help us that we might fix our eyes upon you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For we pray this in your name, amen. amen. There before me was a door standing open. Last week, the sort of last image we had of Jesus at the end of the messages to the seven churches Jesus said to us, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now there he's talking about the door of our heart. But the powerful thing about the Lord is, is anytime you obey, anytime you do what God asks you to do, he always does far more than you could ever hope for or imagine. And the promise last week is that as Jesus knocked on the door of our heart, and many of us here stood, symbolizing our inviting him to come and dine with us this week as he promised. Many have the doors of their hearts wide open to Jesus and the promise of Jesus is that this past week, at work, at school, in our homes, that Jesus came and ate with us, that he was present with us. But now we find in Revelation 4 that not only did Jesus promise, whoever opens the door of their heart to me, I will come in and eat with them. He also says, and they will come and eat with me. And Revelation 4 begins with a door wide open. But this is not the door of our heart that's open. It's the door of heaven. And when you and I open the doors of our hearts to Jesus, he opens the door of heaven to us. And just like by standing, we invited Jesus into our house, this morning he's inviting us into his house. And the goal this morning is that as we come into Jesus' house, we know him better by seeing where he lives currently. And the door to heaven stands open this morning. And by God's spirit, we want to be transported from Grand Rapids, Michigan, to heaven. And we want to be able to look at this beautiful scene that God paints for us. And so this morning, Jesus invites us, come up here, the door is open. Come and see the throne room of the universe.
At once, I was in the Spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. This week, we saw as the thrones in America were fought over during an election. The powerful thing to me is this throne is above all other thrones. It is in heaven. And the thrones of America and of the world are not even in the picture. This is the throne that rules all thrones. It is where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords reigns and rules forever and ever. This is the throne of the universe. All earthly thrones, past, present, and future, must bow before this throne. This is the throne from which the galaxies, the solar systems, the far-flung stars of the universe must kneel. And this great throne, heaven's throne, the throne that is above all the rest of the thrones, so much so that no earthly thrones are even in the scene. On this throne, God is seated. He's seated because he is enthroned in heaven. And though the nations of this world rage, and though they plot against him, and they are confident that together they can overthrow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he sits unfazed on his throne and he scoffs at them and he laughs because we are but dust and he is God. Verse three, and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. The vision that God gives us through the Spirit is of God the Father seated on the throne of the universe in heaven. We don't have a lot of descriptions of God the Father, but this is something close to a description of what he looks like. But so majestic and so powerful, so glorious is our God that all John can do in his description is use imagery. And the best that he has are precious jewels. Now God is not made up of precious jewels, but somehow John says the glory that radiated from God the Father as he sat on the throne, he says, what can I compare it to? He says his countenance was like Jasper. Jasper is a strange Greek word. The best we can tell, it probably represents what we today know of as diamond. It is the most precious of all jewels, pure, clear, sparkling, that God's countenance somehow radiates purity and strength and beauty and majesty. We're told 
that he had the appearance of something like ruby. And again, God's not wearing rubies, but there's something about God that radiated ruby red. It represents God's compassion, his kindness, his love. That rubies and red are the color of all of those things, of warmth. And somehow as we see God seated on his throne, he is not only pure and beautiful and strong, he is the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. A warm, welcoming, kind, gracious, loving God. There is also emerald. An emerald rainbow radiates from him. The green of the emerald symbolizes joy and life. That from God flows life. And John doesn't know how to describe it except to say it felt like this beautiful green was emanating from him. Diamond, ruby, emerald. God is light. God is love. And God is life. Hear the heart of heaven beating. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. And the hush of mercy breathing. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Hear the hosts of angels sing. sounding joy repeating Jesus saves see the humblest hearts adore him Jesus saves Jesus saves and the wisest bow before him Jesus saves Declaring Jesus. 
24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. In the center of heaven is the throne of the universe on which God the Father sits. Surrounding that throne are 24 additional thrones. Those 24 additional thrones represent God's salvation of humanity. 12 represent the 12 tribes of Israel and 12 represent the 12 apostles. God's saving work in the Old Testament, God's saving work in the New Testament and today representing the fact that Jesus saves, that Jesus rescues, that Jesus has paid redemption's cost. Those 24 elders who are seated around the throne, they represent you and me. They represent the fact that sinners like you and me will be allowed into God's throne room that we will be seated and reign and rule with Christ forever and ever. It's amazing to me. These 12 sons of Jacob, these patriarchs, these Old Testament tribal leaders, these New Testament disciples, they were murderers, thieves, adulterers, liars. They were covetous, just like you and just like me. But here they are dressed in white, forgiven, clean, pure. None of that stuff remembered anymore. On their heads, are crowns of gold. This represents that they are reigning and ruling with Jesus. Think about it, fishermen, tax collectors, shepherds, encircling the throne of heaven, kings and queens reigning with God forever and ever all because Jesus saves.
from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. The power of God emanating from the throne. In the book of Revelation, there are three sets of judgments that are poured out on the earth. Seals and trumpets and bowls. At the end of each one of those sets, the throne of heaven radiates with thunder and lightning and power. We felt a little something of that throne's power this year. God has shaken the earth in a small way, a worldwide plague, devastating fires, hurricanes and storms. And as we see God seated on the throne, power and judgment rages from that throne. That we are reminded that once again, God will shake the earth. He does so, so that he might shake free any who are willing to be saved. And that the good news of Revelation is that hundreds of millions of people who refused to bow their knee to Jesus as a carpenter will bow their knee to Jesus as Lord. And that whether you submit now or whether during the plagues and the trials and the tribulations, God's mighty power causes you to submit then, if you submit to the Lord, you will be saved. And the power of the thunder and the lightning and the shaking of the earth is a reminder of God's mighty power both to judge and to save. And as he shakes the earth and we feel shaken, God says, those who put their trust in me will never be shaken. And I will lead many to repentance. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. It's of God. This is the Holy Spirit of God. Represented by blazing fire because the Spirit is the one who baptizes us in fire. Fire is what God will bring as judgment And Jesus tells us about the spirit that he convicts the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And God is a jealous God and a consuming fire. And the Holy Spirit of God is like blazing torches, seven of them representing the completeness of the Holy Spirit's power and glory. Fire is also what purifies us. Fire is what burns away our sins. And when God baptizes us in his holy fire, we are made new. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. Not just fire in heaven, but water as well. We are baptized in fire and in water. 
The water symbolizes our cleansing. It symbolizes life. It symbolizes the fact that in Jesus, by his spirit, all is washed away. The troubles, the difficulties, the problems, gone in a river of peace. The amazing thing about this water is it's like a sea of glass. The idea is is that it is so totally and utterly peaceful in heaven. There is not even a ripple. And all the strife and the noise and the struggles and the difficulties of this world have no place in heaven. And all the mess that our sins have made of this world all of the turbulent waves and the storms of life. In heaven, the sea is like glass. Nothing disturbs what's going on. And it's a symbol that God's peace flows like a river from his throne into his creation.
in the center around the throne were four living creatures. They were covered in eyes, in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. These are the four seraphim. They represent the greatness of God's creation outside of humanity. These are the angelic beings, the most powerful of the angelic beings. They are enormous, powerful creatures. They are described as having eyes all over their body. This represents the fact that they see many things. They see all throughout the world and all throughout the universe. And the idea is, as they see the technological inventions of mankind, they see our powers, they see the galaxies of the universe, they see all the amazing things. And they think they're worthless. That the one who is worthy of their worship is seated on the throne of heaven. And they do not worship him because they don't know anything else. It's because they have seen everything else and realized there is only one who is worthy. And so they choose day and night, not by force, not because they are robots. They choose because God is glorious in a way that no one else is. And they choose to worship him day and night forever and ever. There's one more person in this throne that's not mentioned in this chapter. It's because all of Revelation 5 is about him. We have to wait some till next week to hear what's said. But in the midst of that throne, standing, is Jesus the Messiah, our brother. Jesus is the one who knocked on the doors of your heart and my heart. Jesus is the one who paid the price so that the doorway of heaven could be open for us. And as he stands in the midst of the elders and the seraphim and all the angels of heaven, he invites us in. He introduces us to his father. He gives us his spirit. These elders who are in their thrones who represent you and I are in their places because of Jesus. These seraphim, the greatest of the creation, 
are there and he created them. And as we look in the throne of heaven, we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit glorified forever and ever. The only proper response is praise. Day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. That all of creation stops, and we should too, to give thanks to this amazing God the one who created all things, everything on earth and in heaven and under the earth, created by our God, that from this throne he holds all things together, that every breath that you and I have taken today, he gave to us, that everything we eat, everything we experience, every joy we have, is a gift from him. And all of creation bows before to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty, all powerful. All of creation is under his reign and his rule. And everything that happened this week in America and everything that happened this week in the rest of the world and everything that happened this week in your life, all of the good, all of the bad, all of the difficulties, all of the wonderful things, all of it happened in accordance with his will. He is sovereign over all things, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is our future. This is what is happening in heaven as we speak. And this morning I invite you to stand and to join with the chorus of heaven as we sing praises to the King of kings and the Lord of Lords.
pray with me. Our God, you are holy, holy, holy. And God, we are thankful that we can come and give you praise and give you thanks. Thank you for holding the door open to us to heaven, that we can enter into your throne room this morning and give you praise for your grace, your goodness, your love, your might, and your power, God. We thank you that you are in control of all things. We thank you that you are holy. We thank you that whatever tomorrow brings, whether it be good or bad, you are still holy. And we give you thanks, God, because you are holy, holy, holy. You sustain us. You are faithful to us. You give us life and breath and give our lives meaning, Lord. And you are holy. And we give you thanks and praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, as we close our time together, I hope this week as you wake up each morning, you're reminded that God is the one giving you that breath. He's sustaining you each day and he's giving us just a glimpse of his holiness here on earth. So would you please say with me as we close our benediction from the book of Revelation together. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that you're here with us this morning. If you're watching online, you're dismissed. If you're here, we ask that you just remain seated and the ushers will come and get you. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast from Calvary Church. We hope this message has brought the light and hope of God's presence into your life, refreshing your soul for the journey the Lord has you on. If you have a spiritual need or would like to connect further with the work God is doing through Calvary Church, seek us out online at calvarygr.org. On our website, you can also find an archive of previous messages from this series. Thanks for listening.